All right. Hi and welcome. Welcome back to another Katasi Healing Talk. This is episode 102. We started to number them. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> My name is Helmut and I am here with our motley crew, uh, our beautiful friends, Laura and Laura. Hi, guys. Hello. And of course, Kay, our fearless guide and the author of The Reluctant Shaman and Sacred Link. And for today's talk, Laura brought us some questions. So questions to talk about. Go ahead. Yeah, so my first question is, why is self-exploration so important for the awakening process? Good question. You want to read the second one too? because Okay, maybe they go together? Yeah. Um, what do you think are the most common hang-ups, stumbling blocks your students are finding challenging in the transformation process? <laughs> it's, it's almost the same answer for both, both questions. And the most important thing in uh, our, our growing, our waking up process um you could say the journey to enlightenment or uh expanded consciousness all those kind of phrases have been used before but what's what stops it what hinders it is that people have their consciousness so so squished, so boxed in, uh, it's like they're wearing blindfolds uh, in, in earmuffs at the same time, sometimes eye muffs as well. They, they can't see beyond their, their own blind beliefs that they've been indoctrinated from birth with. This is the beliefs that say this world is is this way, and you're supposed to do these things, and you're supposed to think these things in this way, and react this way, and they can't think past it. They can't get out of it. So to wake up means getting out of it. They have to find a way out and they have to want to find a way out. That's, that's a really big part of the issue. They have to want it in order to, to pursue it. And with one of the things that the ancient teachings say about everything is question, question everything about yourself, about your thinking, about your ideas or your beliefs, about what you see out in the world around you, what you see on the internet, on the TV, what the family and neighbors are saying. Question it. Is that true? Is that real? And that has to become a, a habit. Uh, a regular way of thinking about anything 
Are you going to try to, to analyze something or figure something out? We need to, to question all that we thought we knew before. And when we do that, we begin to have experiences that that start to crack the, the blindness. Um, another picture that my teachers always used was that we're living in a box, a teeny little box with a TV screen inside and the, the headset on, and we don't know what's going on outside the box. And the whole world to us is is inside that box on the screen on the the headset and we think that's everything there is so we got to crack crack the box peel it peel it off and we have to learn how to reach out with our our feelings and our senses because our feelings and senses have been really diminished by all all that blindness and all the, the box. So we start paying attention to all of our senses and all of our feelings, our, our emotions, our how we go about feeling, responding to anything and everything. And in that in that information, is things that are more accurate about the world around us than what we have been uh, educated or conned into believing since we were born. The people around us say that, well, we have to be taught all those things because those are the things that help us get along in the world. Otherwise, we would never know about our world. And, and how to operate in, in our modern world, how to relate to other people. But the truth of, of what we've been taught is, is just how to stay asleep, how to stay uh, in that box with no no cracks in the box, no leaks, <laughs> how to fill up the cracks whenever they show themselves. And we keep policing ourselves and each other how to stay in the box. By all means, don't do anything that's going to put a crack in that box because, uh, oh, that's, you know, that's like really, really, really bad and dangerous and you'll, you'll die. You can't do that. And that's the farthest from the real truth, the farthest thing possible. So that answers, I think, both of those questions. The students have a hard time sifting through what is a blind belief that they learn from birth versus what's the real truth about things. What's the real truth about ourselves? We don't know very much of anything about ourselves or the real world out there. All we know is what the culture wants us to know. And 
culture would like to keep it that way. So we learn how to be self-policing. What do you beautiful ladies have to say? You want me to go first this time? Of course. <laughs> well, I remember the first time. Um, well, actually, the only time I've had a bone throw with you. And one of the things that you had said was you you got to go into that bear cave and start cleaning it out. And I'm like, me? <laughs> like, I've been working on this forever. <laughs> me? <laughs> and I have no blind beliefs. Holy, yeah, and I've been doing all good work. <laughs> but um, that questioning and really the no-nos, really being aware of when they were coming up, I, I realized I had a mountain of stuff I needed to clean out of that. And and so, of course, you know, you start being more aware of what those things are because they're very constrictive. They're like putting that box a little bit smaller and you can feel it when, when one of those or masks click in like, oh, wow, that's so constrictive. And that's an automatic reaction that I've been doing for how long? You know, where did I get that blind belief? You know, I always loved Helmet's thing where he goes, if you know where your song is, you can just go right there and use that as your guiding light to, if you're not in song, well, there's some sort of mask. There's something that needs cleaning out. Your experience as well? Yeah, it, Laura had actually, and you said it this weekend in, in, in class too, but Laura had come over one day and said, um, I'm questioning everything. <laughs> and she's like, today, I know nothing. You know, and she goes, I know nothing. Everything, I don't know. I don't know this and I don't know that. And um, I... I, I hear her say that, no, you know, because we will take a class and we've been taught. And we assume after we're taught, we know. But there, I, I think that's part of, you know, un, unraveling and being open. I, 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 one of my questions is, you know, when I, um, by the way, I love eye muffs. Okay, I'm still in that term, earmuffs. <laughs> it was like earmuffs. No, there's earmuffs. Uh, is, you know, this, how to go about questioning everything and, and staying in song, you know, not triggering, um, you know, I, I, I I want to question politics. I want to question the food industry. I want to question medical. And then as I question them, I, I can feel getting triggery. You know, <laughs> is, I, is that a new term? Did I create something triggery? I, I can feel that like wanting to get, and I think that sometimes I avoid questioning things um because i don't want to be angry <laughs> i like the happy me you know it was like the i you know and i um 
not to assume I know the answer, but would you be willing to talk a little bit more about uh, that dance? Mm -hmm. Our masks, um, our programming, what it what it really boils down to being is it's a thought form that we have created for ourselves we attach it to ourselves it's designed to uh control us to to remind us all the time of what the proper enculturalization is and when we start to fight that we start to think against that, then the these these uh, thought forms. Uh, sometimes we call those thought forms masks, which is is pretty appropriate. You know, just, just it gloms onto your face like the blob. When when we're questioning all of that these the masks are are alive these blind beliefs these thought forms are they have their own kind of life and way of thinking and we in the culture have taught them how to think and that's all about the culture and and the shoulds and the do's and don'ts <clears throat> and they get pretty clever in in watching you and tricking you into thinking that they're correct they want they want your attention they want to be fed by your attention and your feelings and your emotions that's what keeps them alive and when you stop feeding them you're not agreeing with them anymore they, they they start to uh, decline and they die off. And that's what we want in order to get awake. We want we want these uh, little little creatures, so to speak, so these little psychic creatures to find their way to another world, to go to the great beyond, so to speak. They they are the best con artists ever. They know you. They know it's going to trick you. And they know it's going to scare you. They know it's going to make you angry. And they'll do what they think they need to do to you, which might not be so nice all the time, uh, in order to get your attention, to get you back on board with them. And in order to wake up, we we have to unplug all the pro programming, all those masks, all those thought forms, all the blind beliefs, all the, the parts and pieces of them, the different names that we've given them. We need them all to be unplugged from us, never to return, to happily go off to their own heaven. 
And it's possible. It gets easier and easier as you go. But in the beginning, it can be really hard because these masks know how to trick trip you up. Clever little thought form beings they are. And they'll con you into believing anything, whatever they want you to believe. I like that Laura made a game out of it. <laughs> or play, I should say. <laughs> it was a... Do you... It, Again, I'm guessing, do our masks know how to play or have fun? If it suits them, yes. Mm -hmm. They know everything you know. They know everything about you being human and what you're supposed to have learned from the culture. And they know especially all the things, the ideas that made them. So. They could appear to be angry. They could appear to be afraid, scared to death, try to scare you. Because when people get scared, they usually they freeze. They, they shrink up and they want to go back into what's known and safe. So whatever uh, is going to work for that, that mask, that's what they're going to do. So when the masks are all gone, another thing that scares people because the masks have lied to them about everything. But the they start to learn the the lingo, the lingo of the of this tradition, and they use it against you. So they'll tell you things like, "Well, if you get rid of all these these masks, these blind beliefs and the thought forms, and your all your training through the years." Uh, you were, you don't, there's nothing left. You're dead. You're gone. That's what they they try to tell you, get you to believe and feel. They get you to feel that and feel the fear, understand that concept that there's nothing left behind after the all those masks go away, and that's far from the truth. When the masks go away, your your real beingness, uh, what we call our song, your real beingness that has been you since you were born, and it has been you through ages and ages and ages, and you could say all of eternity, that you have existed, and it's the same you. And now you're in this body and you got these life experiences to deal with and things to figure out. If you want to wake up in, in this body, this lifetime, you have to unplug the masks. But the way, the way the headache has put it, the first thing that they taught me was you have to know who you really are and what you really are. You have to know and feel your own song because all the truth 
of you as is there in the feeling of your song. All the truth of you through the ages and everything you ever learned and experienced between lives, in different lives, forever. It's, it's all there. It's in the feeling of your song. And that's the feeling of happiness. Happiness, joy, beauty, love. All those feelings. And our song is, is made up of endless experiences full of different feelings and memories. And when we start to turn our attention to that and feel that, we begin to remember. We remember who and what we were when we were first born before we got indoctrinated. And we remember before we were born and other lifetimes. And maybe, you know, a whole lot of other lifetimes here on earth, which stretches through all kinds of time periods and the way humans were at that time and what they did, as well as maybe on other planets, other other parts of the universe. And that's all. Everything that about that is in our song. It's who and what we are. And all that knowledge, all the feeling knowledge, all the, the thinking kind of knowledge, it's all there in the song. So as you wake up, you start to know more and more and more of your song until you are completely awake and the whole the whole picture is available to you and you can explore any of it you could bring any of that knowledge into your current life and use it that's what it's there for that's what being awake is there for can you imagine if everybody was awake, what our world would be like? We wouldn't be able to fight with each other anymore. Wouldn't be able to con each other. It wouldn't be of any interest. Those are just masky, junky things that people have come up with and used to keep themselves asleep and live that kind of life. And there's, there's good reasons for wanting to come into this lifetime that way and, and experience that and be that. Reasons that they, they wanted to learn what that really was from the inside out. So it's not like you know, it's not like they're bad. In our tradition, when you when you start to wake up, you realize there, there isn't judgment. We're the only ones with all of our masky, goopy junk. We're the ones that judge when we're asleep. We judge, condemn others. 
but your song doesn't. And anybody else's song doesn't. We see things clearly. About some more, more input. <laughs> My, you know, um, I think just a, it, it reminds me everything that you were just saying is when we question everything. Um, you know, it's it's not just the, the external. We're we're questioning the news, our doctors, like I said, the external things, but we need to question our thoughts because I, you know, it, it our even our choices because they're managed by our 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 thoughts even, but that you know it it's it's learning that process, and that's why I like the the softness. I don't know anything that because um, I I do have that habit of beating myself up with, when I question. That's my mask. I'm working on letting go of and being gentler and kinder about that thing. But you know, mm -hmm. the um, that in internal you know thoughts questioning, and I love that part of the process of the the blind beliefs i i think when we did that as part of the practice in um the call of your song studies i believe it's in that course the i noticed when i write the questions it was a lot of it was external <laughs> and then when the shit got real it was internal <laughs> um but I think so much of the practice for me is the the question everything um, it, it, shifting back into that childlike form of it. Mm -hmm. Even the curiosity with, you know, questioning your lies. If you can do it like a, a child. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes you don't realize how reactive you are because of all of the, the program when we are, we're dealing with, you know, but when you start to realize that you are being, you have been programmed and you start to be, and when, I have to say the thing that helped me the most was just song, really learning who and what I really am. I remember that creation story you taught, taught us about um, moot and everything's made out of unconditional love in our experience here and then when you start to learn your song and you realize why well, i'm made out of that too and it just totally changes your perception because the way society is is we're all so small and we're so disconnected and when you realize everything's made out of unconditional love and we're all connected yeah we're individual but you just start perceiving from a different place and then you start to not be so reactive that's what I've noticed it's like when I know what my song is and I know what that feels like I can I can question I can question oh hey that's really reactive <laughs> that's really constrictive that even that thought I'm like I go through my day going oh that was a mask hi 
and then then become laughable i mean i can laugh at him now because it's like oh yeah but before i would have been i really would have been right in that box and experience it to its full illusion <laughs> but not anymore <laughs> because i know my song but you know and you know your song because you've experienced it right i have experienced it and i have it's not another blind belief that I'm no. a song. <laughs> no, and and I think you know when <laughs> it seems funny, but you you can go through your life and not know about it, and then you you get the teachings, but it's until you start pursuing it and and weeding through and pulling out the stuff that's not. You're like, oh wow, you come to that beautiful shining part of who you really are. And it's so big and so huge. And, and you lived your life in such a small, tiny way. Oh, it's just, it's like somebody put a spotlight on you <laughs> and everything else. The colors is different. Life is different. And there, there's so much joy and happiness when you can get rid of all those blind beliefs and those judgments and all those masky things. Yeah, I know I've said it before. It's like, and this has always been here and I didn't see it because all these other things were constricting and blinding me. Like you said, the, what do we call yeah. that masking thing? Yeah. <laughs> I must. <laughs> I must. Okay. It had said it in the very beginning and, you, and your question was, what was the, what is the biggest challenge or? Why is self-exploration so important for the process of awakening? The other one. And then the other one is what do you think are the most common hang-ups, stumbling blocks your students are finding challenging? In case said wanting it. Mm -hmm. That, you know, I wanting it. And I think I I knew what I didn't want, you know, the cray cray that I was experiencing. <laughs> I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what opportunities were out there for me. And, uh, but I knew what I didn't want. And that, uh, you know, the, I didn't want to be unhealthy, physically unhealthy, but that feeling of waking up and saying, there's got to be more to life than this. Why, why the hell am I here? You know, it's like that, you know, that I didn't want. And you know, starting these studies, but I wanted me, you know, but I didn't know who I, uh, who I was, what I was, but that's what, that's why, you know, we don't know that me that you want is your song. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what this, you know, there was never a name for it. You know, thank goodness. I had some form of like tapping intuition that got me here. <laughs> like a book falling over at the bookstore that happened to be the reluctant shaman. And I picked it up and I'm like, well, she knows something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go find her. Yeah. She, yeah. You, you don't that you want it, but what's it. And, you know, and for me and I, and for Laura, what we wanted was ourselves, our song. And then once you realize, you know, it's just like, the next stumbling block is how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Yeah, to keep every single morning, I ask myself, what do I desire? What do I desire for today? And it's always my song <laughs> and to connect with others. Laura's one of the good students <laughs> in class. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and get myself out of the box, you know, just to, to extend that love that's there that I've touched, you know. This weekend, um, you know, we we had the the soul retrieval course in level one. And I've done it before and done it a few times. And it was I assumed right after class, even though I know the no-nos, but I came out feeling light and lovely and great, but not having like my mind blown. And like I have in other times where I'm like, everybody back off. I'm assimilating a lot here. <laughs> this, it, it was like, I came out of class and I'm like, Hey, let's hang out, you know, with my husband. I'm like, it, it's all good. I did this. It's all, it's all working its way in with ease and loveliness. And I already told Laura this. The next morning, it's our wedding anniversary. We we go out to breakfast at a place that lets me eat carnivore. You know, they and they celebrated. <laughs> and so, and it's outside eating, and we you know finished a beautiful meal. Everything's lovely. Still basking in the glow of the day before. And all of a sudden, I look up. And for those who've actually watched the Twilight series, the vampire series, where the, the sunlight hits the vampires and they start sparkling, I, my husband went to the bathroom and I walked out to the car and I turn around and everybody's sitting in all these picnic benches having their start sparkling. <laughs> now, this is a wild story, but they're beautiful. They're stunning. They're looking at me, but it wasn't just the humans, the building, the rocks, the water, the birds, the trees. It was just like sparkles and glow everywhere. So I had, I just started crying out in the middle of the <laughs> Everything was so breathtaking, beautiful. You know, my husband walks out of the bathroom and we've, again, 21st wedding anniversary. He's been with me enough. He, he, he has that look in his face, like good or bad, that we're like a hot mess in the parking lot. And I'm like, I am, you know, snotty, like good, <laughs> real good. It's beautiful. Everything's beautiful. He's like, you want to get in the car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But when you ask what I want the rest of the weekend, it's like, and even to now, it's just like, because I want the sparkles back. I want that. I'm capable of that now. I've had the direct experience of that hit. I want that. I want the time that I felt Kay's broadcast of this amazing, unconditional love to everybody that that was delicious. I want that. You know, this this list of I want all comes from letting go of these beliefs, you know, you know, gently loving, kindly pushing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I want to add to that too, because the more you know your song, the more you see and connect to other people's song. And it just totally changes your perception because you can hold that 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 trust and that that knowing about who they are, even when they're in their own masky stuff. It's like that you were teaching that the other day. Yeah. And, and it just, that also changes the experience because you're, you're perceiving things, knowing the trueness of each of us. Yeah. That whole area, no one studied Katasi but me in that area. <laughs> uh, my money is nobody in that area knew outside the birds and the trees, you know, anything wild knew <laughs> the term song or what is song or were in pursuit of song. 
And yet everything glowed. Everything was beautiful at that moment. And so it was, okay, I'm trying not to get all snotty and cry right now, but <laughs> it could happen. But it was stunning. It was like I was able to perceive the truth and the beauty and everything song in one moment, like Laura was saying, and no, none of the bullshit, none of the lies. It just, none of it existed for, and I blinked a few times to see if it would stay. <laughs> 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 I should say I tried not to blink, so it would stay, and then I'm glad to. <laughs> I I want it, you know, and, and you know, and I I would love that same uh, pursuit for others. You know, it was just like, wouldn't that be fun? Like you said, that we we would all, you know, everybody that would just be gone. It's happening. It is happening. It is happening. That's a good segue for the weavings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what the weavings are definitely all about is getting rid of our individual masks, but we have group masks and thought forms, big, big ass thought forms. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are covering you know, whole parts of the earth and the, uh, there's so many of them that are we've been making these thought forms for generations and and millennia after millennia and they they help reinforce our our personal masks our personal thought forms and they they feed each other and so um to heal ourselves as individuals to heal the earth, the whole earth, uh, with everybody on it. It's it's about removing these thought forms, healing healing the web of life, on the earth, and in us. And we've seen remarkable things happening from these uh, the weaving ceremonies, where. That word weaving is is literal. It's it's the the web of life, um, and even the Egyptians, the word netter, which is translated as God or gods, holy people, sky people. <clears throat> uh, the word comes from the word net. Which means means a net, a whole a weaving a net, and so these are the ones who weave our world. These are the intelligences, consciousness, the forces, however you want to think about that. These are the ones that are are weaving this web of life, all the webs of life, and. We want to help participate in that and clean the, the web of our planet and ourselves and change things in the fastest way that we know how. And this is it. I think uh, you can agree with me that Having done the the healing process, the katasi healing style of energy healing, 
you're working with the web of life of a particular human, or maybe it's an animal or whatever that you're uh, working on. And you know that you, you can change it with your thoughts. You could change your own web. You could change somebody else's web. You could clean it up. When, when we do these kinds of healings, we're going into somebody else's field and body and energizing it uh, extremely. And this involves an a increasing of the magnetic field, which can actually be measured. This, that'd be interesting to see if somebody finds equipment to do that and bring that. <laughs> so when we do that, we, we could see things that are not right, things that are sick, uh, an illness, um, thought, bad thought forms, negative thought forms, anger, fear, all, all that stuff, you could, you could perceive it. And we help escort it out and replace it with really beautiful, beautiful, good healing energies. We do that with the whole planet. And we can see how, how easy that is, how much, uh, profoundly how much each individual, whether they're asleep or they're awake or somewhere in between, how much they affect themselves and others because of their thoughts and their beliefs and their masks. They're creating, they're literally creating uh, with energy the things that they're thinking and believing. And as we wake up in the tradition and we're working on healing people, getting balance back, you begin to experience and really know, you understand and know from, from the inside of, of your being and your heart, your whole song, how much effect you have on yourself, on others, on the whole world. And we utilize that with the healings. with the weavings. Any thoughts on that? <laughs> I love the weavings. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but that's, a, I mean, I have to say, I love all of the work we do, but there's something exciting each year where the weavings come up that we do each year, you know, it, it's all the healing in the weavings and, and Kay, you teach this, you know, come, comes through us and, and out. And, and so we're definitely getting our own healing. And that's in the more you heal it yourself, it, the better, um, 
the experience you have with weaving, the more potential you have with weaving, you know, and the, the strength you have in weaving. But I, I love it because I always feel like there's something I'm giving back. You know, I'm so grateful to so many things and that the, the gratitude, ex, it, it continues to grow. Um, but I've always wanted to make a real difference. And I've always, I, I really have, you know, and I, I, I've learned that I needed to start with me, the most important thing, making a difference. And I'm doing that. So I, the second most important thing I get to do too. <laughs> and the, the weavings once a year, I, you know, we, not to go into great detail about how we've got to take the class, take the class, <laughs> come join the rest of us. Um, but I just, I come out of the weavings each time feeling like I've, I've, per, I've really done something to help this planet and I've woven into things like I, I've done the, the, the things asked to weave in the ceremony, but in between I've also woven in things around my own home and my property. And I've literally come home to, um, like we weave in fall normally, and I've come home and my, my landscape here, my gardens, my flower beds have returned to spring. There's flowers that shouldn't be blooming, blooming. There's trees that are taller. I, I think this last year was the year my husband asked me to stop because he had to mow the lawn twice in four days because <laughs> it shot up. I mean, there. The, the fun part is there's been very um, linear experiences, not just in my own health while I was doing it, but experiences that I could see the impact. We've woven things and watched the news and, and seen some of the things we've watched the news. We're like, we did that. <laughs> I'll take credit. <laughs> we talked about that in our experiment. Yeah, it, but it's it's one of the reasons I love. I mean, the, the weavings are beautiful. There's all aspects, the singing, the love. I mean, there's so much about it that I look forward to every year. But the the knowing that I I can do something once a year that has that significant impact on this planet and see it. You know, when we start this Katasi journey, you're really, you're, it's a healing journey. And it feels like, like, as you learn the Katasi, I mean, you're, you're weaving in all of the teachings and you're healing yourself and then just and then healing yourself you're healing others and you're healing the planet it's like from the moment you start learning katasi you're learning to heal you're like you're a healer and it's just woven in and out of everything when you think about it you're you're cleaning out the bear cave cave right? you're <laughs> weaving a different experience you're you're um and your connection to it all because you're we're connected to everything so it's as soon as you start start on this journey you're weaving healing into the planet and yourself yeah right on <laughs> at least that's what i see <laughs> that's what you've experienced that's what i've experienced for sure i'm ups off 
Mm -hmm. It's really magical. And I, you know what, I have to say this because when I took the healing class, I thought, oh, well, this is going to be exciting, but it's far more than I ever thought it was going to be and how it all ties together with the weaving itself and just, it just that healing experience and the level four, are you saying? Yeah. Level four. Yeah. Also the weaving all goes together, but all I know is like every single time I sit down to do healing work now, it's it's so impactful. It's so amazing. I can feel it going through me. It's just so much life energy and healing. It's just like, wow. Well, and it's great. I mean, Laura is a, a amazing Reiki master. And for her to say, you know, it was like, but wait, there's more. <laughs> I remember one point Laura says, so I was doing some healing on someone. It was Reiki. And she goes, and she goes, we were t- alone together. And she goes, uh, so how did that healing session go? And I was like, I have to admit, I can't stick with Reiki anymore because Katasi has so much more. It's just, it's, it's so much more is the best way I can put it. It's less just limits. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's less, less, it's like, I, I can't not do Katasi healing when I'm working on somebody now because, well, spirits talking to me is like, you can't just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Well, well that, that would be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> she had better at bringing to me <laughs> anyway it's just it's just wow wow and, and it is it's all from the moment you step on this journey it's about healing and healing yourself and healing so well the planet <laughs> no downside no downside and there's levels uh, five, six, and seven, <laughs> which are also all healing details for healing yourself, others, or the planet. And these, uh, some people use these uh, techniques to heal their garden and their soil or their water. It all, it all works. It's beautiful. It really, you just get better. I mean, you know, I'm in, in the, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I think that's, that's always been my favorite class, the fourth level, Mm. (laughs) because it's, uh, it's just so much fun and so mind blowing. And it really, it, it teaches so much and you learn so much more about what is real in our lives and, and reality and what makes up reality and how much power you actually have as an individual. And then you put it together with others collectively, that power is, just skyrockets and then the teachings of uh, the ancients say we are a unique individual piece of creator and that gives us all the creation powers of creator 
and it's it's in our our own way and our own you know size and our our own life and um but we we have that ability to change things create things and we're doing it 24 hours a day whether we know it or not awake asleep and the other kind of awake and asleep <laughs> all works the more awake you get the more powerful you are because you you know how to direct the energy and your attention and it just keeps getting better and bigger and more beautiful and more full of love and more full of forgiveness that's the third question how does forgiveness come into that is that the answer yeah. the third thing <laughs> the hardest thing what was the it was why is forgiveness so important uh, so important uh, before you go in there okay maybe we should save that for the next talk because that's a biggie this this space where we at and that's been created i think that's pretty that's pretty big yeah and um we can easily pick up forgiveness next week because it's a big enough question too so it'll it'll definitely have the potential to take up the whole amount of time talking to just about that alone but it is a big piece of everything it's a very big piece yeah i like talking about it next time i want the full story <laughs> let's do that yeah any last words i just want to you haven't said very much helmut yeah <laughs> well how much time do i have Five minutes. Uh, six minutes. <laughs> no, six minutes. <laughs> you know, I am on the main button, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I really don't want to distract from what you guys have created here. That's so beautiful. A couple of things. I love level four as well, but six and seven are my favorites seven especially it's like you come out of that and it's like is this still the same planet yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thought i had was song without really learning your song um you're very limited how far you can go with with anything with waking up with as we talked about almost an entire hour with raising your consciousness. And I think that's what um, in a way stunts most modern spiritual people because they do not have that aspect or very little of it. And they have no idea how deep that goes. Yet at the same time, they believe they do. So um, we have to get over that as a as spiritual groups goes. And the other thing I've been thinking, as you guys have all been talking, um, if you, when you commit to question everything, um, you got to be ready for seeing the reality of everything and that everything the modern culture tries to convince you is real. is just a mirage of shadows, lies, and delusion. And 
yeah, you got to get ready not to be triggered by seeing all that. And just move on, dance on. But it's beautiful. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Both of you and Elmut. And you, Kay. Okay, to learn more, lauraketty.com, katase.com, and to learn more especially about the weavings and join us, katase.world forward slash weavings. And I think we got it. Great talk, really beautiful. Thank you. Love you, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you. Love you guys, everybody watching. Love you all.